0: Welcome to a special episode of PageCast, brought to you by Jonathan Ball Publishers. Today, we're at a very festive exclusive Books in Cavendish. We're delighted to be joined by the incredible booksellers that make up the EB Cavendish team. We're looking forward to hearing some of their recommended reads this holiday. Let's kick it off with Danny Blichnote, bookseller at EB who loves sci fi and fantasy. Danny, what's on your to read list this holiday?
1: Hi, so this year for this holiday, my main book that I'm looking forward to reading when I have a bit of time is The Future by Naomi Elderman. Anybody who's read The Power knows that Naomi Elderman deals with books that have complex social repercussions and also uh, likes to look at how power influences different people. In her book, The Future, which came out this month and is now available, she delves into the nature of survival and of privilege. The main characters that we deal with are Martha Einkorn and Lai Zen. Martha Einkorn is a cult survivor, survived a cult that her father started and moved very far away from it and is now a PA to a mega billionaire media mogul who is possibly similar to some people we've seen in the news lately, but is still very much impacted by her childhood. We meet her when she gets a notification from this app that these billionaires have worked together to set up saying, right, it's time, the world is ending, about how they've decided that there are specific people that get to survive and the other people will have to fend for themselves. The other character is Lai Zen, who's a disaster survivalist turned influencer. In This book is set vaguely in the future, so Lai Zen essentially is like a YouTuber that will discuss survival products that people might consider needing. The two of them have a fateful meeting that we discover a bit later in the book, but essentially it really is about how billionaires have a plan for when the environment runs out of time and the rest of us aren't necessarily included. Perfect. It sounds very, very interesting. I'm definitely going to pop them on my list. Mm. Uh, Your second read? My second read is not out yet, so it's the one I'm really waiting for. It's called House of Flame and Shadow by Sarah J Maas. Anyone who is familiar with her works knows that this is the third one in the Crescent City series. It features Bryce Adelaide Quinlan and Hunt Athalar. The first one really delved into the The mystery of Bryce's best friend's murder and they solved it together to try figure out what was going on and uncovered a conspiracy. In the second one, they delve deeper into her best friend's life, which turns out is just as mysterious as her death, and had to deal with the consequences of some revelations in the first book. The third one meets the two main characters separated, one imprisoned and one in another world, which avid readers of Sarah J Maas will find very familiar. Don't want to spoil too much because anyone who wants to read the series obviously doesn't want to know all the details, but it is a very good series, and I am eagerly awaiting the next one. Thank you so, so much. Of course. Um, the next person who is chatting is uh, Kelly, who is a very talented
2: person, and will be discussing her love of fantasy and romance. Hi, I'm Kelly. I'm the deputy manager at Exclusive Books in Cavendish, and I read quite a lot of fantasy and romance. In the holiday season, I'm looking forward to reading Fox Love by Adeline Grace, This is the sequel to belladonna which is a fantastic gothic murder mystery that is infused with romance the pitch for this book was a knives out meets bridgerton which definitely had me sold Mm -hmm. so we follow signa farrow who was orphaned as a child and death has kind of followed her throughout her life ever since she's gone from guardian to guardian who are more interested in her large inheritance than in her or her well-being and eventually ends up going to stay with some very estranged family and discovers that her cousin there is dying of quite a mysterious illness. Along with this, the love interest in this book is the physical embodiment of death itself. And along with death, she starts to investigate her cousin's illness to try to figure out what's happening and if something more sinister is afoot. And in the sequel to this, we meet Fate, who is Death's brother. And due to their rather tumultuous past, Um, he is quite set on destroying the budding romance between Death and Cigna because he wants to get revenge on his brother, so I'm very much looking forward to seeing where the story goes. Um, And then one of my favourite books that I read this year that came out recently was Check and Mate by Ali Hazelwood. This is a YA romance that follows Mallory and Nolan. Nolan was the most successful chess grandmaster in the world and Mallory was a child chess prodigy and gave it up due to some family issues but in her adulthood she returns to the game at 18 to help out a friend for a charity tournament. She plays against Nolan and everyone is shocked when this girl from nowhere with as far as they know no history of chess beats this incredibly prominent and successful chess player. From there, He becomes extremely intrigued by her and she gets drawn back into the world of chess. Um, They develop a budding friendship that somewhat turns into a rivalry, but ultimately turns into a romance. This is Ali Hazelwood's first YA book, so it is a little bit tamer than some of her previous work, but I think that even her adult fans will still really enjoy the the great sense of humour that comes through. And I think that generally it's every bit as good for adults and teens as her previous books. Thank you so much. Great. I'm handing over to my colleague, Tanil, who mainly reads fantasy. Hi, my name is Tanil, and I'm a bookseller at
3: Excessive Books. And my holiday reading suggestion is The Adventures of Amina al-Serafi, which is by Shannon Chakraborty. And it just follows a retired uh, pirate, I want to say pirate queen. They call her the Nakuda. But she has, she's a legendary person, and there's all these rumors about her. But um, as soon as she has a child, she retires. And at some point, someone comes to her and offers her money to go look for their daughter, who ran away, or was kidnapped, apparently, by an evil wizard. And it just follows the adventures of her and her beloved ship, the Marawati. It talks about her her old adventures and um, how she always got drunk, um... Had had a baby with a demon. There's a lot of mythical creatures that happen.
0: <laughs> Why did you enjoy it so much?
3: It's just I really enjoyed it in Channel, Shannon Chakravarti. And um, every chapter was a great adventure. And I feel like it, it picked up a lot in the middle. But it was a good build up. I'm handing over to Heather, who likes reading fantasy and romance.
4: Hi, I'm Heather I'm a bookseller at Exclusive Books Cavendish. I'm speaking about the first book in the Chestnut Springs series called Flawless. It is a romance about a professional bull rider who starts falling for his agent's daughter. She has to come and babysit him after he ruins his reputation. And she has to try and turn it around and make it more squeaky clean. Um, And that's quite difficult when they start falling for each other. Um, and I really liked it because I really like romance and I really like cowboys. So it was a perfect, perfect book for me. <laughs> Phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. And then the book I'm excited about for uh, reading next is a part of the Love Light Farms series. It's book three called Mixed Signals. Um, it follows the baker who has a bakery on this farm. And it's a Christmas tree farm. Is it the
3: first book by Boris that you that you've read?
4: Uh, yes, so Lovelight Farms is the first book in the series. In the Weeds is the second book. I've just finished book one and two, so I'm going to read book three next, which is Mixing Singles.
0: Great, well, several <laughs> options for, yes. for the festive season. Yeah, Thank you.
4: I am passing it on to Mel, who's also a lover of romance.
0: Hi, I'm Mel, and I am a bookseller at Exclusive Books Cavendish. The books I'm going to speak to you about is Emotional Damage. <laughs> so it's The Way I Used to Be by Amber Smith. It tells of a young girl. It's a story over four years at least. Um, She was raped by a a brother's best friend. She just spirals out of control over the four years. But she also needs to learn how to deal with everything and how she can become a survivor. It deals with her first heartbreak, her first love. And in the second one, when I heard the sequel was coming out, Mm. The Way I Am Now, I was like, my, my response was... Because, you know, the the damage that she did to you in the first book, the story that you journeyed with her, going through her ups and downs and things like that, you just needed to know that it is going to be a happy ending Mm -hmm. for her. Mm -hmm. And that is what you find in the way I am Mm -hmm. now. Sounds very, very powerful. It is. Mm -hmm. I couldn't read, like, for at least two weeks after I finished the way I am now. And then I picked up my romance of the uh, icebreaker, Hannah Grace. It teaches you about communication, consent, but there's always a that steamy side to that consent and that's what we'll find in this book which I just yeah I needed to know why it's only for 18 over and
5: <laughs> you needed to know
0: why it was yes, made a yes. <laughs> does it make sense now totally <laughs> I was like wait I need to put this down need to find my breath <laughs> A, a very much a steamy <laughs> It is extremely, despite the fact that it takes place on the ice Oh, interesting <laughs> Yes so <What> a chilling <laughs> romance Yes, it's Anastasia <laughs> And his name is Nate And yeah, they have to share an ice um, ring Because their, uh, Nate's ice ring got damaged And then he has to share this ice ring with Anastasia Sounds lovely Yes <laughs> <laughs> And the read I'm looking forward to is Wildfire because this is the characters that you find in Icebreaker. So that's my read for 2024. After also the, by Hannah Grace. Yes. After the mad Christmas rush is done.
3: Phenomenal. <laughs> thank you. Thank
0: you so, so much. I'm handing over to Matt who reads Weird Fiction.
6: Lovely. <laughs> and there. my name is Natty. I work at Exclusive Books in Cavendish. I am in charge of the fiction section and the sci-fi fantasy section. I specifically like historical fiction and anything that's sort of not quite historical fiction, not quite science fiction or fantasy. Just weird books. And today, two books I'd like to discuss very, very much. Uh, the one, just got it in, saw it, fell in love with it immediately. It's The Turnglass by Gareth Rubin. It is, it's a very, very interesting book. I haven't seen a book like this before. I might be butchering this, but it's in the style of a tête bouger, which is literally translated head to foot so on the one hand you've got a story that is set in 1880s england turn the book around do a 180 and suddenly you're in a story about 1930s california which is different so the first story well it doesn't actually matter which story is the first one because you can read in any order it's amazing uh is set in 1880s england it's an island, it's set on the island of Ray off the Essex coast and situated in this one establishment called the Turngrass House. It's the only house on this island. And the main character is Simeon Lee, who is a doctor and is in transit to Turngrass House to treat his cousin, one parson Oliver Halls, who is not well. He's very, very ill. Oliver believes that he is being poisoned by his sister. Well, his sister Florence is... well. It's a little bit tricky because she's actually incarcerated in a glass apartment contained within the library of the turn glass house itself so how is she doing it so it's very much what's going on and the only clue that he has is a tech page journal that he discovers which belongs to oliver and tells a completely different story to everything that he's been told otherwise then you turn the book around and it's 1930s california where you have a celebrated author, Oliver Took, who is found dead in the family establishment, Turned House. And his best friend, Ken Corian, doesn't believe that it's suicide, which is what the South has been ruled. So he ends up doing this whole investigation that reveals a whole lot about not only his past, but Oliver's past as well, and the past of Turngrass House. And the ultimate truth that he's looking for is contained within a tech budget journal belonging to one dr simeon lee if you google an image of this book you'll fall in love immediately it's just beautiful that's immediately what caught my attention and then as soon as i figured out how it worked that you've got these two stories i immediately realized there's just no the only wrong way to read this book is literally cover to cover i specifically want to read it one chapter after one and then mm. one chapter of the other it doesn't matter which story you start with for me specifically, I would start with 1930s California, introduce Dr. Sienkiewicz, which is the end of that chapter, then read the first chapter of Dr. Day. It just flows better for me in that regard.
3: Phenomenal! Thank you so much. It really does sound like quite a groundbreaking uh, piece of literature.
6: It is absolutely. Um, books that usually try this kind of thing don't really they struggle to pull it off, but this one this one manages it.
3: Thank you so much, Matt.
6: appreciate pleasure. And next up, we have Samantha, who is our kids' bookseller. She loves kids' books.
3: I'm
7: Sam. I'm the children's bookseller at Exclusive Books Canandish. This is my favorite book for Christmas. It's called We Disagree About This Tree by, by Ross Collins. First of all, I love Ross Collins. His illustrations are just amazing. And... I love the adventures of Bear and Mouse. They're antique. So it's it's I think it's the third book. So in the first book it was There's a Bear on My Chair and the second one was There's a Mouse in the, in my house. So they kind of live together but you know they're still scared of each other. So in this one they are getting a Christmas tree. But Bear wants to decorate the tree his own way and Mouse wants to do it his own way. So they, they're disagreeing about everything. But there's a really cool one where um Bear just uh fills the whole tree with lights and and he's like no we have to save electricity <laughs> so I laughed out loud at that and um yeah so in the end they end up destroying the tree because they they could not agree but you know the end at the end of the story it's that they discover that it's more important than they toge- that they are together that what the tree actually looks like so they're left with like a little bit of a tree but they find their presence and then they're happy in the end
3: just beautiful. I love it. The I illustrations
7: love are gorgeous. And picture books are my favourite. Yeah. So again, the, the other book that I'm really looking forward to is coming out next year, I think March. It's Adam Stower, who illustrates for David Williams. So he's doing his own series. Um so it's gonna be for six to nine and it's gonna be it's fully illustrated throughout. And it's about um, well Murray, Murray and Bun. Murray's a cat. And Bun is, (laughs) he was was a muffin who tried to turn him into a cake, but then it went wrong. So now he's like this half, half kind of creature. So um, they go through Murray's, they travel through his magical cat flap and they go on adventures. So the one quest they have to, in the first book they have to go to like the land where the Vikings live and they have to go on this epic journey to save a Viking but <laughs> along the way, they're like they're also scared of the trolls. But the trolls are actually very nice. They they vegan. They're not going to eat you. So it's just <laughs> it's going to be wonderful. He's finally doing his own his own series, and it just looks like it's like a magical adventure. Funny and for fans of Dog Man and Bunny vs Monkey. So I think that's going to be. They both sound like lovely reads for young and old. I mean, we can really, really also
5: all enjoy kids' books as well.
7: Thank you. Pleasure. Okay, next up we have Linda who loves reading fiction.
5: Okay. um, I'm Linda and I love paperbacks. Uh, The reason why I love paperbacks is because you can hold them in one hand, which means that you can read them in bed, on the couch, in the garden. You can put them in your handbag. You can put them in your backpack. You can put them in your coat pocket and take them to wine farms to parks up the mountain to um, a cafe alongside the seashore and you can read they're built for adventure they're built to go with you definitely love it so that's why I wanted to tell you about the marriage portrait by Maggie O'Farrell it's fairly fresh out in paperback Um, Maggie took her inspiration for the book from the poem My Last Duchess that's by Robert Browning and it's about Lucrezia de Medici, who was married off at the tender age of thirteen to the Duke of Ferrara, and by the time she was sixteen, she was dead. Um, the reason why I was intrigued to read the book is because, well, Maggie O'Farrell, who is one of the great living uh, authors of our time, um, if you haven't tried to you should pick this one up or alternatively try hamnet um, a lot of people were put off reading Hamlet because they think shakespeare uh boring it is about shakespeare and it isn't it's really about any two people you are a bit odd they live on the fringes of their society they find each other and they try to make a life and a family together in a society that judges them all the time in the end it can't be anybody except Shakespeare and the way that Maggie O'Farrell does that is absolutely brilliant also felt like all the grief of our broken hearted world were in the last three pages so that's Hamlet but anyway back to the marriage portrait because I know how the Robert Browning poem goes I knew Lucrezia was going to end up dead but I, I wanted to read it anyway because I was really intrigued to see how Maggie was going to make a story about a young girl about Whom so little is known Mm. She does a brilliant job You end up rooting for this young girl So much Understanding her Fearing for her for her safety At the hands of her husband The Duke And I have to say If I thought I knew how it was going to end Big surprise The Marriage Portrait The other one that I wanted to talk about Is that I'm looking forward to reading I haven't quite uh, started Well I just started it I haven't read it yet but it's by the amazing Catherine Rundle. Michael Mopurgo says it. He says there was Tolkien, there was Pullman, and now there's Catherine Rundle. It's absolutely true. This is a story about a young boy called Christopher and a young girl called Mel. Christopher, animals love him. He will be walking along and seagulls will follow him. Squirrels will jump on him. um, Foxes will find him. um, Animals just love him. And Mel is a young girl who can fly. Between them, they need to save the legendary creatures of a secret land called the Archipelago, um, which are being killed off by some unknown evil. And I just wanted to read the first couple of uh, lines from the book, just to give you a little bit of an idea of what you're in for. Perfect. So... It was a very fine day until somebody, something, tried to eat him. It was a black dog-like creature but it was not like any dog he had ever seen. It had teeth as long as his arm and claws that could tear apart an oak tree. It says, therefore, a great deal in Christopher Forrester's favor that he refused with speed and cunning and courage to be eaten. So that's how Christopher's story starts. Mel's story starts like this. It was a very fine day until somebody tried to kill her. <laughs> there awesome. you have it. You'll
3: have to grab the book to know exactly how that plays out. Yeah. Thank you so much, Linda. Thank you. There you have it your festive roundup by Exclusive
0: Books Cavendish. Go and read these and uh, many, many more this holiday season.
3: Thanks so much for tuning in. Have a happy holiday.